Support for this broadcast and the following message are brought to you by Fox's Lethal Weapon Reboot of the Reboot. Did you like the original Lethal Weapon movie series? And did you really enjoy the Lethal Weapon TV series? But one firing led to another quitting, and now you're stuck with two characters you probably don't know at the end of the third season of Lethal Weapon on Fox? Well, enjoy the reboot of the reboot, which casts another leading black man and another leading white guy to play the two same characters, and we're going to keep all of the supporting cast. Lethal Weapon, it's great, except for when people fight on set. From WBED in Atlanta, this is The Application. It's the only podcast where the host begs from a job from WABE. I'm Chad White, and on today's episode, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek of what uh, happened last night. I, I, we did a live show, very special episode. We did a live show for this, for this podcast, and it turns out we have a lot of fans out there. So I want to thank everybody who came and uh, you're going to be able to experience this episode again if you weren't if you were there if you weren't there you're in for a treat we had so many special guests so many party favors given out there's a meet and greet afterwards that turn into just fun times you know what you'll hear it all only on the application Welcome back to the application like I said I'm Chad White and this is uh, my love letter my portfolio of sorts to basically that's saying, hey, W-A-B-E, I'm a good guy. You should hire me. I'm Not only am I a good guy, I, you're also looking for somebody who's good at the job. And I can, I can promise you that I will be the best damn employee, new employee that you get there at the uh, station over there. In, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm good. I can, I can learn stuff. I can learn the machines. I can call in Skype calls. I can imp- uh, implement all this different technology into this show, and I think that uh, you should hire me. Not not only should not only do I think that uh, many many people believe that you should hire me, and we'll find out who those people are uh, right after this sentence ends. Uh, there's no one. <laughs> there's no one in the in here right now with me. But don't worry. Don't worry, WABE, just because it's Friday and it's 416 and I'm recording this right before I put it out doesn't mean that I'm not prepared for this show. It, ju- it doesn't mean that because you're wrong. You're lying to me. This is a very special weekend in Atlanta. It's, I think it's Pride re- Weekend. I think I think you could officially call it Pride Weekend. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of marches going on, parades. <laughs> I don't want to say March. March is for political beliefs, for political things, and parades are for celebrations. And I, so that must be what they're setting up in Piedmont Park, because I was, I was I drove by Piedmont Park a couple times this week, and I I went for they were setting this up. I want to say last well okay so they had the the cancer benefit uh, program last uh, for the, the Saturday, right? Yeah, because I was there, and then they had uh, so then so they tore that down. And then immediately they started building, they started putting up barricades and building something else back up. It's crazy. It's crazy how, uh, A, how often they have events in Piedmont and B, how fast that they, that teams are able to just break down and put back up. I was, so I was in the middle of Piedmont yesterday. 
I believe. Yeah, yesterday. And I was, and I was uh, just, you know, walking and enjoying my, just minding my own business. <laughs> it's none of your business what I do in the park. And <laughs> it sounded so ominous. Uh, and there was, I saw, I saw them set, setting up. I, there, there were guys uh, driving a forklift and they had all of the flat, like, I guess there were going to be vendors there, of course, obviously, and tents and stuff like that. And there were vendors, uh, they were driving through all the tents with a forklift driving backwards with all the tables flat. And, uh, it was like, it was a four man operation essentially. So one guy drives the forklift back, he gets out and then both, both two people pulled up the legs. They pick up the table. They uh, usher the table under a tent, put it down. And it was just so, it was so succinct seeing them move and everything. And then there's, uh, the, there were there. And then there was a guy, uh, two guys, two other guys, putting down chairs. So they, so they were on a, I want to say like a, a work golf cart of some sort. It wasn't, it didn't have like a, it didn't have a, a roof necessarily, but it's like one of the ones you see like a, uh, like a groundskeeper would have. And they had the chairs on the back part of it. And they were just, they'd go every few feet, just like the forklift, put down chairs under the tables that were just put down. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the only person who's interested by that kind of uh, that type of minutia for something for something I don't know it's uh, but actually now that I talk about it it really it's uh, it's under it's weird uh, you can have all these different events in that park and there's you'd have to you have to do a little bit of digging to figure out what's going on but you know it's uh, it's interesting they can, that something can happen back to back and they can do this so quickly and in such a clean manner. Uh, but, but now it's got me thinking, you know, WABE can definitely do something with that. Cause, uh, I'm not mistaken cause I know where I am, but the office building, the station WABE is nearly 10 minutes away from Beaumont park. You could definitely have something going on. You could throw an event. You can throw some type of like a live, like a live version of the pledge drive could take place there. Uh, you can, or you can take, you can take really any venue. And uh, you know how like PBS has those. I don't want to say telethons. They, I don't know if they'd still do telethons, uh, but uh, they, but they used to have telethons on TV, and uh, and they, and you could call in, and you could talk to, of course, your your elbow or something like that. You're, you're Big Bird. And you could donate money or you could just, I'm sorry, you could just talk to regular people, whatever. And you can donate your money and, uh, and you'll be helping out your local PBS station. You get a tote bag, you know, the 175. Uh, so go back and listen to the pledge drive episode I did. Uh, but imagine doing a live event at a live event pledge drive. That would be very cool. Like, and not just something where, you know, it's like on television or on the radio, because that's that's what that's where we live on the radio, essentially. But imagine putting together for one of the pledge drive. It doesn't have to be every pledge drive month, because I think they do the pledge drive every like uh, every three months, something like that. But as it, but one of those one of those quarters, uh, get for the pledge drive. Uh, just be be able to set up an event. Just make it this big grandiose thing. Uh, where you team up with other nonprofits uh, and other and other organizations that that are only meant to help. So like a Planned Parenthood or uh, some type of women's center uh, like the Drake House, because my mom works at the Drake House, works with the Drake House. And so our uh, hundred black men, a thousand black men, is that what it's called? hundred black men? I think that's what it's called. hundred black men, my stepdad works with them. So team up with all of these different organizations and then put on this 
big event that is like, you know, tickets are, uh, you know, affordable, but also they get, they are going to go to all of these different organizations or, you know, what just having, there's a, there's a, there's a game, a video game seller called Humble Bundle. And what they do is they team up with, you know, like the Red Cross, they'll team up with uh, nonprofits and, and, and like leukemia awareness, something like that. And you, uh, they, you, what you can do is when you, when you buy a video game through them, you, uh, they sell, they sell video games in packs. So you can get like a, a Diablo pack and you get, no, I'm sorry, a Blizzard pack and you get all of, you get like uh, a Blizzard. I don't know. Hold on. I'm trying to, okay, let me go to, let me go to humblebundle.com because uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give false information uh, when this is actually a really good idea. That is actually, I'm not, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but it's very stream of consciousness right now. So, so uh, they have something called a tales of bundle. So, and, and this, and the, and the humble and the packs change uh, monthly, weekly, uh, you know, different, and it's, it, there's different packs every month, every day, every, just basically there's different packs. So you have a Tales of Bundle and you can get Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Zisteria and Tales of Berseria. I've only heard of Tales of Symphonia. And so you get, you get those games and you pay uh, $23 and, and then uh, let's see what, what you would do. And so, and then you, and so uh, whatever, whatever they're benefiting, like the leukemia research or, uh, the Red Cross, you can allocate all the money to go wherever you want. You can say, oh, I want 40% to go to a Humble Bundle for the people that work there, and then I want the other 60% to go to the, the charity organization. And that is, that's a that's a very interesting way to do things. And so they have that for uh, a bunch of different bundles. They sell books, they sell video games, they sell uh, coding software, they sell um, I don't know what else. but they sell, uh, they sell all types of things that you can, that you can see and they, they're, they're your, there's the yours for forever. Um, so you can have, so, so for WABE and an event and say it's like Piedmont Park and team up with Drake house and hundred black men and red cross and uh, women's mm-hmm. center and, uh, planned parenthood and all the, and a bunch of other organizations, uh, you come together, do the event. This is gonna be like over the summer too. Like you like slightly before Music Midtown, nah, way before Music Midtown actually, and have these events, uh, and then people when they come in for their tickets, say the tickets like twenty five bucks, and uh, they can they can say uh, when they buy it online, oh, I want to give more money to Red Cross, uh, more money to a little bit of money to Planned Parenthood, and some money to. <laughs> And this sounds so bad describing it out loud. Like I want to give some money to Planned Parenthood, but not enough to Red Cross. You know stuff like that. Uh, and so, and that and that would be that would be a very interesting way to procure tickets and give and have an extra way to earn cash for a pledge drive. That'd be a, that like and it, and it didn't it didn't even have to be part of the pledge drive. It could just be uh, a, its own money raising thing, and it could be sponsored by WAB. Like WAB could be at the at the front of it, the forefront. And uh, you have different, you have like, you have Rose Scott hosting a live version of her show. Uh, just all the, oh my God, that would be so good. Let me see. Uh, you can have, <laughs> this is, <laughs> you can have a live version of uh, City Lights up there. You can have a live version of uh, Political Breakfast. That would be interesting. You can have, you know, other NPR personalities fly in from Washington and, um, LA and New York and other public radio personalities from like WNYC, WAMU, and just 
just have him there to like a like a what is it like a a one day event and people can and there'll be like ice cream and popcorn i'm very hungry and cotton candy oh that would be i think that'd be a really a really interesting thing to see to experience what is that is that my chair yet it's not my chair that's my chair anyway (laughs) on a stream of consciousness rant with my ideas and then uh, i get ruined by a chair but I could I could definitely see something like that happening, and then and then you know have music acts uh, like a like a killer mic perform LP, their group run the jewels. <laughs> you have a you have a TI show up, uh, and you, you know the aim would be to get people an Andre three thousand. Wouldn't that be wonderful? A big boy, get Outcast back together. Let's get the band back together. <laughs> it's like on the Simpsons when uh, when they, I think when they first meet Sideshow Bob. They try to get him back together with Krusty. I don't know. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, Sasha Bob would go on to try to kill Bart over the past 30 years. It's not an annoying trope. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't even think it's 30. I think it's just uh, 27, 28, something like that. I, don't know. I think he started. I think he first appeared in season three. This is important Simpsons information for you. Uh, and I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't know what to call it. And I honestly, it would just be a thing to make money for WABE, for Planned Parenthood, for 100 Black Men, for Drake House and all the other organizations that participate in it. And you could you can invite special and, and on top of the celebrities and the musicians and stuff like that, you can invite special guests like uh, the kids that do that, the kids that are part of the hundred black men or the women that uh are, that benefit from the drake house and yeah i think that i think that would be a really good idea just a a, a, a live event uh, that features that brings the community together and i know i i mean i've seen insecure this past season the Issa Rae show on hbo she tried to her her whole goal there's an arc a story arc that honestly that was not that did not really play out very well, <laughs> but <laughs> she was trying to set up a live event, an, an event, a community event, rather a community event for Inglewood for the for the where she just moved to Inglewood, a whole like everybody in her neighborhood and stuff. And everybody was telling her, no, you can't do that. People have tried before and failed and you're going to fail. And it that, that was just what was beating down on her the entire season. And then, uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff happens. And then at the, in the season finale, she goes to a live event, uh, a community event. I still call it a live event, goes to a community event and experiences this camaraderie, the, the togetherness of everybody with her. You know, it was just like they were watching a, a black exploitation kung fu movie. I believe that's what it was—the joke, and uh, and and it just everybody there was just having a good time. And uh, even though it was far away, and she had to cross the four hundred five to get there, it was. Uh, and you know, understand that L.A. is notorious for its traffic. Just watch the first five minutes of La La Land. <laughs> They're in traffic. Also, that's the only. No, there's another time they're in traffic is towards the end. When, oh God, this is going to break my heart. I love that movie so much. When uh, Emma Stone is sitting in the husband, uh, sitting in the husband, she's sitting in her husband, when she's sitting in the car with her husband and they say, we're not going to make this play on time. And she go, and then they go, oh, just take the exit here. And they go, and they go to the jazz club and she runs into uh, Ryan Gosling 
who's play and he plays this long song and tells what life would have been. It's a great movie. That's a fantastic film. Go check it out. So if you take anything away from this, not the live event, it will be La La Land is good. And I will watch it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, but still, that would be an interesting thing to do, to take to take part in and to, and to set up. So like Issa saw it and it was really crucial that she saw that something like that could work in, this, in, the, neighbor, in the neighborhood. Uh, and, and, you know, for Atlanta, people love doing stuff. They just... <laughs> In Atlanta, they love doing stuff. As much as people love watching TV, they just love doing stuff. It's insane. It's really cool. Uh, Atlanta, I'll give I'll give Atlanta this. They really turn out for the city. Really turns out for uh, for for events. It's it's really cool. Um, like I would like I I saw Dave East in concert. He was supposed to only he was supposed to play at the Loft, and I bought my tickets. Seventeen dollars, one of the best gets ever, because Dave East is such a good rapper and this is a this is like last year and uh they, they people kept buying tickets and so they moved the loft and center stage are right next to each other or in the same building and so they just moved him to center stage and then i and i and i read that and i saw that and i was like that's really cool and then you get there and there's so many people there and basically every the floor is taken up at center stage every seat is essentially filled and everyone is having a wonderful time and i know that's just a concert even I, <laughs> I'm not going to rehash this story on the constitutionals. I, I talked about this, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it short and curt. There was, when I went to see that concert at the loft, uh, sorry, the uh, center stage day. So the show started, this doors open at eight. I got there at eight. Uh, they, there was a long line outside. And so it took us, I, I would say maybe 15, 20 minutes. Cause they're checking everybody for weapons. Cause it's a rap, it's a rap concert. And so, uh, just waiting in line. Uh, it took maybe 15, 20 minutes to get inside. And then when you get inside, we, you could, you know, you could, you know, buy the drinks, food, pee, whatever, do what you want to do. And uh, there was a DJ who, uh, in, he, there's a DJ who was off stage, who was basically in the crowd off stage, uh, like way off stage in base, just in the seated area. So imagine, imagine that if you've been to center stage, there's a, if you haven't been, there's a stage, there's an open floor where people can stand. And then there's seating that's circling that. And again, it goes up and, uh, basically in, in stairs and risers and stuff like that. And so that's where he was all the way in the, in the middle of a couple of, uh, of the seats in the back. And then there was a hype man on stage and imagine, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the demographics. <laughs> the concert was mostly uh, black people because it's Dave East, New York rapper, and uh, so it was mostly black people and all all ages raging, which is good. And then the guy on stage, hype man, was I would say mid forties, <laughs> sweating uncontrollably. <laughs> And and he would and only every so often the DJ would play a song, uh, and the, the like the DJ was playing songs basically the entire night. But uh, the guy the guy on stage was just like just so excited. He would go like put him up, put him up. This is my song. Just <laughs> dancing around, dancing around like a friggin' monkey, just hopping around and not adding not adding anything of value. So we're all just listening to the songs. Uh, cut to it's eleven o'clock. <laughs> I swear to God, eight to eleven o'clock. It is eleven o'clock. Uh, Davies finally comes out during that three-hour span, which you can listen to. You can listen to me, to me describe it in full detail, excruciating detail, on the Constitutionals podcast. Uh, there, Davies. Um, 
is uh, is in the back doing God knows what, which I can only assume is smoking and drinking. <laughs> And with his entourage, and every so often the guy, the hype man would go, "He's coming out! He's coming out, y'all! It'll be a couple minutes. It'll be coming." Just stuff like that. <laughs> All right, they go. You know what they're doing back there? You, they party. They having a good time. Having a good time on stage. And then they finally came out. Uh, and it was at like at ten o'clock. He said, "All right, Davey's about to come out. Everybody's happy. They turned like they're." The lights have been down for so long, and we're just listening to what essentially amounts to is some guy's Spotify playlist. And so, oh my gosh, uh, it was crazy. But Young Jeezy was, uh, sorry, Jeezy was there. He's not Young Jeezy anymore. Jeezy was there, and he rapped his one line in uh, Paranoid, Paranoia, and then uh, he left stage, and everybody was like, all right, no, no, they did uh, not put on, oh, God, what song did they do? They, they did half of his, half of one of his hits. Uh, and then he disappeared and we never saw him again. And then Davies around 1140 had one more song and he got into the center stage crowd. Like he got off the stage and went to the crowd. Uh, and then essentially, I don't know what happened, but I guess some woman tried to touch him or something, but then he finished a song and he goes, all right, I'm out. <laughs> and then the concert ended, the lights went up and then everybody left. <laughs> That's how that concert went. Okay, listen. I was supposed to do something else right now. Uh, let me let me do, let, let, let me give you a little taste of the live show that we had last night. It was wonderful. You guys missed out. That's why my voice is so hoarse, and it's definitely not because I had a friend in town, and uh, we went out and uh, and we had a really good time. Uh, so definitely, here's the live episode. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, the <laughs> the uh, the oh, you know what? Just thank you for listening. All right, okay, all right, go. Yeah, yes, how's everybody doing, yes, oh god, what a good crowd, what a good crowd, I'm so happy to see you guys, thank you for coming, it is so nice to see all of, wow, there's like, oh my god, there's at least a thousand of you, ten thousand, oh my god, I can't believe, thank you so much for coming, how did you like the, uh, okay, yes, Lewis Black, very, very funny to me, and I thought, thank you so much for coming out here, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so anyway, uh, we are having a good show for you guys. Uh, there's going to be so many, so many special guests. Uh, Will Ferrell's backstage. He's going to be playing President Bush. Oh, I spoke with I'm so sorry. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, so if you guys don't know, this is a production of WBED. Yes, 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 it's a production of WBED. And uh, this is the application podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, and it's we are just so happy to be here. I, I'm just here, really, just trying to get a job at WNBE, trying to be your next great podcast producer. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and, and you know, the show's been going on for a couple of weeks, and I'm so glad that we have our fans. And everybody enjoys it. Is enjoying it. <laughs> you know, you enjoy it too as well. Uh, so. Thanks, thank you so much. Uh, let's get our first guest out here. We, he, you know him as the one of the titular characters of Jumanji. He's not Jumanji, he's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We smell what you're cooking, Dwayne. Oh my gosh. So uh, welcome back to the podcast proper. If you want to check that full episode out of the live episode, 
donate to our Patreon. Uh, it's you go to patreon.com slash uh, <laughs> the application and you donate money to our Patreon. You donate $20, minimum $20. You get all live episodes. We've already done six and we're doing one a, one a day. <laughs> so on top of on top of the episodes we're doing one a day already, we're also doing one live episode a day. We're just throwing events left and right. It's going to be great. Uh, and you could definitely check out some other stuff. There's going to be videos. There's going to be Patreon-only posts. So be sure to donate $20 for our Patreon, patreon.com slash the application. Anyway, that's all I have for today's episode. I'm going to plan some next week's episodes. Hey, listen, if you like what you heard here, why don't you head on over to chadcwhite.wordpress.com. Where's my portfolio? Where you can see most of the stuff I've written. I've, of course, I've written a bunch of television and movie scripts. And then you can also uh, see, this, and the stuff I've written was for WXIA, uh, a place that I was a producer at. And I wrote a bunch of features, and they're great. And that's where I live in features and good big picture stuff. Uh, you can also check out cpluscomedy.com where I have news time, which I'm actually go, about to go right right now. <laughs> we actually have a news time. It's a really good show. Uh, that's It's like Last Week Tonight and The Daily Show, but less funny. That lives on youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. Also on the website of cpluscomedy.com is the Constitutionals podcast, and it's a, just a weekly radio diary. <laughs> it's not a radio show. It's a weekly podcast diary. I try to cover some things. And you can also... <laughs> I try to cover some things. That's like the slogan for robes. I try to cover some things. <laughs> anyway, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Bye.